All right, yo, what up, everybody? Welcome into Fantasy Foes, your boy, Corey Paulson, Fantasy Executive, my man, Adam Ronis, right here, Cloud 10 Podcast Network. Ronis, what's good with you, brother? I'm good, man. Good time here, winding down fantasy football. Two weeks left in the regular season for most leagues, so it flies by, as usual. Uh, enjoying the NBA as well, so can't believe we are about to enter December, man. The years fly by, and I was thinking about this today. And you probably fit this, too. I, I don't know why this came across my mind, but I feel like a lot of my friends are going to have grandkids before I have my first kid. <laughs> <laughs> and you're probably going to be in that position, too. I'm praying, Ronis. <laughs> you're praying not? It did not be the case. But I told my, I told my son, who is practicing <laughs> pretty extreme <laughs> so definitely not taking after dad oh, whatever <laughs> definitely not taking after angle <laughs> oh that is true definitely but um you made contact with someone he's done more than <laughs> i've told him to let me get to 50 years old which i'm still a few Why? years Why away from be... well wait how old's your son my son is 22. Okay. Yeah, it's too young, man. It is too young. Mm. He does agree it's, with and that. And nowadays, too. Forget it, man. With the cost of living. And, and yeah. And people are crazy nowadays, too. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes, so, we've learned that. You know, you can't just bring anybody into your family. You know what I'm saying, son? No, so. you definitely can't. Ask Zion Williamson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. No doubt about that. How was the holidays? Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, spent some time with my mom. Uh, it was her birthday on Thanksgiving as well. Watched some football as I usually do. Uh, the Cowboys, obviously, with a nice win. I'm sure your son was happy about that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> he no, I didn't hear him on that one. Yeah, I mean, look, the Cowboys did what they're supposed to do. I feel like it's the same story with them, like, Talk to me in January. Talk like, to me the know. second. The division yeah. round weekend is when the season starts for the Dallas Exactly. Cowboys. Now, they do have a tough schedule here to finish. Um, I, I Look, I think they should beat Seattle at home on Thursday. I think the line's like nine and a half now. Seattle's just not a very good football team. No, they were. So, Geno is not who the player he was last year. And then Dallas has, what, Philly, Miami, Buffalo, and Detroit. So, but either way, they should be the five seed. I, I gave hopes on the up on the division. I thought Buffalo was going to beat Philly, man. I cannot believe they blew that game. I mean, I guess I shouldn't be that surprised, but they should have won that game. That would have opened the door and given Dallas an opportunity to win the division. It still would have been difficult because they would have to obviously beat Philly and I believe... Leaving them to lose again, right? A couple more Yeah, times. probably because I think... Well, the first tiebreaker is division record, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. So they probably would have the same division record, assuming Philly doesn't lose to the Giants twice. Then conference record would be the second one. And as of right now, Philly has the better conference record. But either way, it's probably not going to happen. So Dallas, like you said, will play the South division winner, whether it's Atlanta or New Orleans, should win that game, even on the road. And then do they play San Fran or Philly? And that's going to be the big test. Mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy, Ronis, if this team doesn't – I don't want to say if they don't get to the NFC Championship. Put it like this. If they lose in the wild card round, would you can Mike McCarthy? I probably would lean towards it. I don't think it would happen, though. Now, 
I think a lot depends, too, on how they play. Look, if they lose to the 49ers, it's going to be frustrating. I think the 49ers are the best team in football. So, but, you know, you have to find a way to beat them. And last year, they held the 49ers down for three quarters. 49ers didn't score a touchdown until the fourth. So, the defense did their job, and it was on Dak. Now, Dak is playing great right now. He's starting to creep up. In the MVP odds, I yeah. don't think he'll win it. He shouldn't, but, but he's getting there. Yeah, he's getting there. But again, it's great what he's doing right now against all these bad teams. You have to get it done against San Fran. Now, he almost got it done against Philly and played really well, but in those critical moments down the stretch, stepping out of bounds, taking a sack, I mean, there were there were mistakes there. So you have to get it done in a big spot. Uh beating and you have to win a playoff game but i i just think san francisco is the best team when they're healthy when they have the entire offense how do you slow this team down it's just kittle iu debo mccaffrey i think you have to get pressure on purdy you have to make him make a mistake he obviously is thriving in a great system for him you got to find a way to have him make a mistake but when this offense is whole they are so good, and I think some people might be surprised that they're favored this week. I think the line's now three over Philly. You could make a case, you know, Philly's dogs at home, but, you know, Philly has been getting out gained. They've been down double yep. digits several times. They have been really, again, and I am, I hate Philadelphia, obviously, as a Cowboys fan, but I'm going to be, a, they're really good. They don't lose. They do not hard, lose with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. Bottom line, they win hurt. fucking games. The Bills lose games. Those That was the epitome. That game is the epitome of those two teams this season. Yeah, no doubt. And you, you talk about the uh, the Philadelphia, they kind of, and I know you won't like this analogy, but they kind of give you a, a feeling of those mid-'90s Yankees teams. You know what I'm saying? To where it looks like you got them buried and they figure out a way to come back and win the game. And that's what Philadelphia's been able to do. But I'm with you, Ronis. This is a San Francisco spot this week. You know what I'm saying? Because would you lay the three though? I mean, it was two and a half, so obviously you felt better about that. But would you two, lay three? I mean, yeah, because if you're laying, it, it, trust me, everybody's betting Philadelphia. So if you you're, think so? Yes, and everybody's on Philadelphia because people don't think Philadelphia. So then why is lose. that? Why did you you really think so? I don't know, man. I think it's sharp money coming in. Okay. Oh, I see a two and a half on Bet Three Six Five right now. Yeah, an app which nobody has. You oh, know what I'm I, saying? Wait, and I see a one and a half. On BetMGM, it's one and a half. Is that right? Really? Hold on. <laughs> I got to double check that. Wow, that's crazy. So you think a lot of money is going to come in on Philly now? I think I think it's a big I think it's a big handle. I think you got to – I think the early week money tells the story and, and the late week money. So the early week money is going to San Francisco. The tickets are going to Philadelphia, but the money's going to San oh, no, Francisco. It's, it's three. I don't know why. It's three on BetMGM. Yeah. So, um, that early week money and that Sunday morning money, but this case, this case, it'd be Sunday evening money, or Sunday afternoon money. It looks like I think it's going to hit San Francisco in both spots. I think what you're saying is right. They're, they're, being, they're, 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 they're winning these games because, in the end, they're just more talented. But I think in San Francisco, you got a more talented team that's definitely on a mission this week. San Francisco feels like they was wronged in the NFC Championship game. I mean, look, they had their fourth-string quarterback playing. You know yeah, what I mean? no doubt. I mean, look, again, give the Eagles a lot of credit. I think some Eagles fans like, oh, we're being disrespected. You're not. You're winning games. So why do you care what anyone thinks? Who cares? 
But let's be honest, they should they should have lost the last two weeks. And they could have easily lost to Dallas, too. Yeah, they should have lost that game, too. Honestly. They got outgained in that game. <laughs> yeah. The Kansas City game was crazy. The, you know, the Kansas City controlled that entire game. And the Bills controlled that game. I mean, the Bills had 505 yards of offense, man. Philly had 378. The Bills had the ball for 40 minutes to 27 for Philly. I just, the Philly lost a turnover battle. Like, there's no, they hit a 59-yard field goal. Was it 59, right? Something By Elliott? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, to force overtime. Oh, man, just, and here's the thing, too. I can tell you right now, everyone is shitting on Buffalo, and rightfully so, and I was saying even weeks ago that I thought they were being overrated. I'll tell you this right now. Go ask Miami, Kansas City, and Baltimore. They do not want Buffalo in the playoffs. Trust yeah, me. they don't want Buffalo in the playoffs. Buffalo really, you know what, to be honest, I'm a dude that has killed Josh Allen. Josh Allen is playing excellent football this yeah. year. He just can't do it by himself. And that, like I said, with Buffalo, sending them to London, and when they lost their two best defensive players in London, they've been a different team ever since. With the yeah, but still, Jones here's the thing, Mulatto. though. Mm-hmm. You should not be, they should not have a worse record than Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Indianapolis, Texans, yeah, you're right about you're, that. and the Broncos. Yeah, but that's the, the thing. Ronis, See, I would you, be very careful. That's the team I was going to mention, this Broncos who, Broncos? Team. Yeah, because the Broncos are playing a different style of football than everybody else. Yeah, but. They finally got the team to buy into Russell Wilson. I don't know what they're doing. All of a sudden, Russell Wilson is a superhero out there. You know what I'm saying? Teammates like him. Him and Sean Payton figured it out. Another thing. The Broncos don't play this, go forward on fourth down, leave points on the board trying to score a touchdown instead of a field goal. They play football kind of an old school way with Sean Payton, and they're winning games. They play defense. They run the football. They stop the run. They play old school football. And if they sneak in at seven, you think Kansas City wants to see a division round, a divisional opponent in the first round? Uh, Kansas City's going to get the one seed. We all know how this goes. <laughs> you, don't yo, think, right, you don't think yo, Baltimore think, can finally pull it off, son? No. Dude, here's the – every year we do this with Kansas City. I guarantee you, man. And I don't – I kind of don't – again, I don't hate Kansas City at all. Yeah, you know? of course not. I, I, I'd rather – honestly, I am kind of rooting for Baltimore. I, I like Baltimore. I always have. I like that team. Uh, I like Lamar Jackson. So, I, I'm rooting for Baltimore. Uh, the four, uh, Baltimore's got a tough stretch coming up, though, where uh, after their bye – Home to the Rams, should win it. But then at Jacksonville, at San Fran, home to Miami, home to Pittsburgh. Like, well, Jacksonville doesn't play good at home. Yeah, but still, it's a, it'll be a big game. Jacksonville's playing better. Um, it's a primetime game. I don't think it's going to be an easy game. Look, Baltimore should have lo- uh, could have lost to the Chargers, man. I mean, yeah, the Chargers yeah. turned it over but that's the, But see, that's that game that Baltimore plays sometime, where they, where they let the other team hang around. It's just the Chargers didn't take advantage of it yeah, because I mean, they're, they're, they're the Chargers, yeah. I, look, if Staley's not fired, there's a huge problem. Um, yeah. I know there was a report came out. Like, no shit. Yeah, he should be fucking gone. I mean, yeah. guy's terrible. Um, but, I, like, again, you don't want the Bills in the playoffs if you're those top teams. You'd much yeah. rather face Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Indy, any of those teams. Yeah, no you doubt. don't want the Bills in. Now, from a fan perspective, you, if you want the best playoff field, you want the Bills in the playoffs, man. You want Josh Allen in there. You, you really want to see Kenny Pickett and Gardner Minshew and these guys at, no, in the playoffs? No. You don't. It's not going to be good football. We've seen a lot of bad football this year, especially in prime time, like every under hits. Uh, but the Bills are in a really tough spot right now. They have no margin for error. After their bye week, bro, at Kansas City, home to Dallas, at the Chargers, 
home to the Patriots at the Dolphins. That is a tough schedule, man. And so that's five games. They probably need four, and that might not even get them in the playoffs. Yeah, no, it's going to be tough, tough sledding for the Buffalo Bills. Listen, I, 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 I was, um, I didn't think Buffalo was a playoff team coming into the year. People said I was delusional, and really, I thought that the schedule may have been too tough for them. Now we're getting to the nitty gritty, and they're actually playing better than I thought they would play. So I'm like, now I'm kind of like halfway pulling for them, but um. I think it's going to be interesting to see how Buffalo finishes up down the stretch. Let me ask you about Brock Purdy and his – you really don't get no MVP talk on Purdy. Why not? I think people believe he's made by the system and the yeah. players around him. I think it is kind of unfair in a way, right? You have to go based on results. Uh, but I think they will – the detractors will also point to that three-game stretch when they weren't 100% and they didn't win games. So I think the argument for him is, well, everything has to be right around him in order for him to be productive. And they're giving Shanahan and the system more of the credit. The MVP, man, it's crazy because you could clearly make a case that it shouldn't go to a quarterback this year. And we know how the voters are and the reputation. How is Patrick Mahomes second in the MVP because odds right now? Why, who else would be? That's because who else would be there? That's kind but of that's why. not a reason yeah. to have him second. No, I feel you, son. I feel. I you. mean, Jalen Hurts is the favorite now. I kind of don't it's, have a problem. This is a Hurts, Jackson, and as crazy as sound, Prescott. Those are the yeah. candidates right now. And but if how you want to put can, McCaffrey come, in come, there, yeah. And how come? What about Tyree Kill? You're never going to give it to Tyree Kill. I know any, that, or, but or any wide should, receiver, but it's okay. What if he has two thousand yards? He'll Which be the is offensive certainly possible. Player of the year. But doesn't he mean more to his team than some of these other guys that we're talking about? And look what he's doing. Yeah, no. That, I, team, I, that offense falls apart without him. It's a quarterback award. I know it is, but should it be? I don't have no problem with it. Hardest position, hardest position that's playing sports is to be the quarterback of a professional football but, team. But outside of Jalen Hurts, who is statistically put – Patrick Mahomes is not having a good year, bro. No, his that, numbers are similar to Russell Wilson. Well, Why his, isn't Russell Wilson in the conversation? His numbers now? are similar to Russell Wilson. Yeah, well, his teammates aren't helping him. Okay, so now it's we're – It's not like Russell's teammates are killing him. But again – the, these, this is not an MVP-type season for Mahomes. He's got 21 touchdowns in 11 games. He's not even averaging two touchdowns per game. He doesn't need 2,917 yards, nine picks. It's not an MVP season. Yeah. He should not be second in the – and Lamar Jackson's really not having an MVP season either from a numbers perspective. He's not going off like he did when he won the MVP. He's right. Not he had 36 nowhere. passing touchdowns that year. This year he's got 13, bro. 13. How are you giving the MVP to a guy with 13 touchdowns in 11 games? It's not going to Like, that's how bad the candidates are this year. Look, I just gave you two and three. They are not, those numbers are not impressive at all. Dak and Purdy have better numbers. But yeah. obviously we know why that Dak is such a tough one because he's putting up numbers, but his team's not in first place, and he's putting up these numbers against bad teams. And, and – well, you can say that. There's so many things I mean, again, going on. People are going to say, the people who don't vote for Dak are going to say, okay, played the 49ers. What do you do? 153, a touchdown, three picks. Now, the Philly game, 374, three touchdowns. And you see what he's doing down the stretch. He's got yeah. at least three touchdowns in four of the last five games. But again, Washington, Carolina, Giants, Philly, and the Rams. Like, 
you know, not not great teams. Um, I just, as much as I love Lamar Jackson, I don't know how he's third. It, it, you know, okay, I actually know why. Because the team's winning. That's, that's what we're it. doing it on. And that's what it is. His, his, his wish team is winning. Right. And that's not how it should be. Like, you could, Purdy has a, a better case. Well, than a lot of people. Actually, he only has 19 touchdowns? He missed time this year. Uh, what, no, he didn't. He didn't miss. Oh, that's right. That's right. He did play through all those games. Yeah. Man, this is. I'm sorry. McCaffrey and Tyreek deserve it over those guys. Now, I agree with what you're saying. And this is what I bring up to people. It's based on the voters. And they clearly have shown an inclination to vote for the quarterback. And you just look at the odds and you see it. But I don't see how you could tell me that these guys deserve it over Christian McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill. And those two players have been probably the best offensive players in the league this year. They have. Like, Without, it's, it's, yeah, uh-huh. So, I mean, Tua, Tua is ahead of Brock. Tua I mean, it's gotten so crazy. CJ, CJ Stroud's in the type eight. <laughs> and he's having a good year, but he's yeah, not an MVP. Yeah, and no knock yeah. on him. But, like, dude, this, is, this might be one of the worst candidates that we've seen in a while. Yeah. Like, because you're like, all of them, you're like, meh. Hertz is probably going to win it, man. Yeah, he should run it running away, really. I mean, well, yeah, you're based on the candidates. Now, could Mahomes, Mahomes has the reputation. So if he finishes real strong and gets Kansas City to the one seed and turns it around, he could win it. Um, I mean, Hertz only has 18 touchdown passes and 10 picks, but on the ground, 410 rushing has 11 touchdowns. So he has 28 total touchdowns. And the wins, you got to think, we got to remember wins is a quarterback stat. They, they say it's not, but wins is a quarterback stat. Right, he led them to a comeback against Buffalo, Kansas City. They were never down in the Dallas game, right? No, no. I don't think so. Um, he's, he's beaten Miami. Um, so, yeah, I mean, especially this stretch here. This is, this is the stretch where Hurts can really stamp it and put it away. You know, if he beats this 49ers this week at home as dogs and has a really good game, I mean, he's going he's gonna to stretch his lead. Like, if he comes out as two touchdown passes, two rushing, and he beat the 49ers, and then they beat Dallas next week, it might be a wrap. Yeah. So if you want to hop in on that, you might as well hop in on that now. You know what I'm saying? Because that one is uh, coming down. So um, what, do you, so what do you think needs to be done for a McCaffrey or a Tyreek to win an award? I know it's been an MVP award uh, quarterback for a long, long time. I, I don't, who was the last non-quarterback MVP? I don't it, even it may remember. Have been, it might have been that year that Adrian Peterson went crazy. Was that it? I'm not, yeah, I'm going to look that up. But what do you think needs to be done? You got to vote for somebody that's not a quarterback, right? But what type of season do they need to do? I think it's so, going to it's going to be have to be a two thousand yard right. a two thousand yard job running back. Peterson, two thousand twelve. So it has to be a two thousand yard running back, basically. And then Tomlinson in two thousand six, Sean Alexander two thousand five. Yeah. So and two, then every other every other year, so, and Marshall Falk two thousand. Every other year, it's been a quarterback. So, but listen, I don't know if all those running backs were two thousand yard backs, but. What makes McCaffrey intriguing is because McCaffrey will probably put up 2,000 scrimmage yards. Right. On a really good team. Yeah. So, McCaffrey should be 100%. McCaffrey should be a, um, a candidate for the award. Would that okay, be? If you, Go for, ahead. Forget about the voters and everything. If you were doing your rankings, like, just for based on what they deserve, where would you put McCaffrey? Wouldn't he have to be two behind Hurts? Yeah, we probably would go right? with McCaffrey Hurts. Yeah. I mean, for real, like Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, 
They're it's just the quarterback has such responsibility on the quarterback. I get that, but like, are we gonna just give the award to a quarterback having a mediocre? Remember, Alfitz is way down, man. These numbers uh, are over are, the board. Yeah, I mean, these numbers are just not good. Like, you don't go, oh yeah. Like if I if we took away the names and I gave you all the stats, you would. Think there's no way you're telling me Mahomes. Alone. You're not telling you're like, me. Oh, that oh yeah, sounds like Ryan. You sound that sounds like Ryan Tannehill. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I don't know, man. I usually don't go. I don't really don't care about these awards, but just talking it's about tough it. tough this year. Yeah. Yeah, man. It doesn't make sense. But the thing is, people out there may think, "Oh, McCaffrey and Hill deserve it. Look at their odds. I'm going to place it on." Well, sure. They're odd, but that tells you that where the voters are going. So you 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 might be throwing money away. As much as you can make a legitimate argument for McCaffrey or Tariq Hill, they still it's still based on the voting awards. I always talk about this with awards. You got to remember people vote on this stuff. Yep. You got to go into their minds, not what. And then the people that are voting happen. on this, guess what? A lot of times, they have information and insight on the team they're covering. They really couldn't really tell you what's going on around the league. Especially outside of their division. Oh, dude, you are so right. And because I remember years ago when I was at a press box for baseball and they had no idea about what was going on about the visiting team. I was like, oh my God. And you know, as fantasy players, we know we follow every team. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, damn, this is a professional writer getting paid. Like, had no idea about the other team. Yep. Follows one team. You know what I'm saying? You, oh, yeah. son, I was, um, you know, at SI, you know, you got, they got the video host. I was interviewing. Oh, I already said who I was. <laughs> I already said <laughs> I was interviewing one of their NBA people, a big name, a big name NBA dude, and recorded the video with him. And I'm like, he said a player's name, and I'm like, well, son, don't play for that team no more. You know, and I waited till the video was over, and I was like, if I'm gonna do that again, he was like, what happened? And I was like, uh, that guy doesn't play for that team no more. And he's like, yes, he does. And I was like. And Ronald Zip was so bad, he hadn't played. He was two teams removed from the team, the guy he thought he played for. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is interesting right here. So, yeah, um, that, that, yeah, you're right, you know what I'm saying? But I'll let some of these games right quick. Um, the Colts and the playoffs, if it was to start the day, Ronald, Michael Pittman has been a find for fantasy, you know what I'm saying? Uh, just a great season right here. Can I just ask you real quick? I did this uh, with uh, James Coe on Sunday on Sirius Six Seven. We're doing our show. I said, well, quickly, without looking, you do you have his stats in front of you? Who's that? Pittman. No. How many touchdowns do you think he has this year? Five. Three. Yeah. I don't know what it is, bro. It's a lot of. He cute. doesn't score touchdowns. Last year was the same thing. Like, and he, you're right. He's had a great year. Last year he had three. No, four. Four touchdowns last year. I It's crazy, man. I don't know why he can't find the end zone. But for fantasy, especially PPR, you are absolutely loving it. He's putting up monster numbers. I mean, look at the last few weeks. 10 for 107, 8 for 84, 8 for 64, 8 for 40 with a touchdown, 2 for 83 a touchdown, 9 for 109. I think Gardner Minshew, too, being there has really helped him. I don't know if you'd see these numbers with Richardson. I agree. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, you saw pretty good numbers with Richardson, but, like, this is just massive. I mean, at least 12 targets in three of the last four games, man. So, um, yeah, you you got to be looking at his props. I think his reception prop last week was six and a half. He went over it easy. They're on the road this week at Tennessee. I mean, it's, it's hard. Oh, I feel, I think Tennessee. you're, I feel you're, you're on Tennessee, huh? 
I don't think I'm fool with Tennessee this week, Cronus. Oh, okay. Tennessee is four and one at home this year. They're garbage, bro. Yeah, like, son, how do they score? Derek, I tell you this. I was on Derek Henry's rushing prop and it cashed. He he looks done. Yeah, he do look he do look toast, son. He had ten carries for twenty four yards and two touchdowns uh, to begin. And I was like, damn, man, thank goodness they're leading. Please get this. Cause I was really worried. I was I, I was shitting there for a second, man. I was like, what? He's not going to get this prop, and he did. But, man, yeah, I, I know he has a nice schedule to finish. I only have him in one league. But, uh, yeah, I I think – again, the offensive line is really bad. It doesn't help. But he's not – he doesn't look the same. Yeah, there's going to probably be some changes in that backfield uh, coming up this, this offseason. So, I would, I would stand by for that. Colts are one-point uh, favorite on the road. Zach Moss back in action this week, right? Whoa, dude, this is massive, man. Jonathan Taylor out with a thumb injury. He's going to have surgery. They're seeing two to three weeks. I don't know about that. He, and this is a lesson for everyone. Because I've kind of been on both sides of this. Because there are people like, oh, yeah, Zach Moss is not rostered uh, in my league. And, you know, when people put out content. So I do the waiver wire article. The news broke as I was about to file. So I put Zach Moss in there. He's still available in some leagues. And I get calls from people in eight-team leagues, 10-team leagues. Moss was out there. He, in fact, was out there in one of my leagues, um, the Flex League. Um, I tried to put all my – I had 23 bucks left. I went 23. Someone went 38, so I couldn't get him. So – but the lesson is here, Moss should have never been dropped. Now, Taylor was starting I, to get the full work. There you go. I agree. Moss should have never no, been but, dropped. Mm-hmm. But you know why he was dropped? Though? I'll tell you why. So, remember, it was a split when Taylor came back. And then – there was two weeks where Moss played 23% of the snaps and 19%. Then they had a bye. So I'm sure he was dropped then. They probably said, you know what? Taylor's back. He's healthy. It's his job. Moss is being uh, eliminated from the offense. Then last week, after their bye, it was more split. And I was like, damn, man, what happened here? And we didn't know that Taylor had the thumb injury during the game. They didn't. A reporter was interviewing him after the game, and they said no, nothing was said. But the lesson here is, you should not be dropping any backup running back. You should be picking them up. You're better off having a bench full of backup running backs than these receivers. Forget about these wide receiver four, wide receiver fives who maybe do something. These running backs are You don't are need Jalen Hyatt on your roster. Like, well, again, it depends. If you're going to ask me Jalen Hyatt or Dearness Johnson, I'm taking Dearness Johnson. He's the backup to ETN. We saw ETN had a chest injury this past week, left the game briefly. Johnson has been good when he's been given an opportunity. He was solid in Cleveland. Like, I'd rather have that guy because as you're gearing up for the playoffs, I know there's six teams on by this week, and so maybe this week's a bad example. It's a bad week. But, I mean, Hyatt's on by anyway. But you want to have these backup running backs because look what happened this week. Imagine you dropped Moss. You feel like shit right now, man. You're like, damn, why'd I do that? you got to have the guy on the roster. I know you're like, well, I can't start him. That's not what your bench is for. Your bench is for... You want to have as many backup running backs because they're so hard to get. So if it's a lesson, man. Just don't drop these guys. Rico Dowdle, all these guys should be on a roster. And I know some leagues, there's only four or five bench spots. It's more difficult. But, you know, if you have six, seven, eight bench spots, man, you should be having these backup running backs over these wide receiver fours, uh, yeah. that, especially that you're never using. Exactly. Dudes that don't get in the game, you're, you're trying to hope for a miracle down the stretch. I agree, those backup running backs. Running backs is kind of the key, the lifeblood to, to contrition in fantasy football. So, you know what I'm saying? I would keep that going. Um, 
the commanders got rid of the Jack Del Rio and the cornerbacks coach. And um, your boy going to be getting it next. Well, not your boy and Del Rio. I mean, uh, Rivera. They're home this week versus the Dolphins. Uh, I believe in every commander home game this year, they have gotten booed off the field. Well, let's hope that trend continues. Except for the week one. <laughs> Except for week Did one. You, uh, by the way, do you watch the uh, in-season hard knocks for the Dolphins? No, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's really good, man. I'll tell you this, though. They, you know, had aired yesterday, and they had the Jalen Phillips injury. Man, that's heartbreaking, bro. When you see these guys, he knew right away. He was on the field. He's like, I heard a pop. They're like, no, nah, no, nah, you're right. He's like, nah, man, I heard a pop. It felt like someone, you know, kicked me in the back of the leg, and I looked back, and no one was there. He's like, it's an Achilles. And, you know, that guy has worked so hard to get back, even before the game. McDaniels was like, yo, this is your game. This is your breakout game, national stage, and he was playing great. It just sucks to see, man, with everything that these guys go through. Um, but, man, that, that Dolphins team is a fun team to root for. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I would advise people to watch that stuff. I'm definitely going to check it out. I saw it on the, come up on the screen last night, and I was like, well, I didn't know this started yet. Yeah, was there was on. two episodes so yeah. far. Okay, good. So I'm going to go McDaniels ahead. is just – he's hilarious, bro. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot <laughs> like, of people that, uh, like him. How do you not, bro? He's like – he's chill. He – Gets a little, you know what I mean? Doesn't he take himself too country. seriously. Yeah, man, that's how it should be. Complete yep. opposite of Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> um, the situation with the commanders, though, Ronis. Speaking of Belichick, um, you know they're gonna be without Ron Rivera, Josh Harris group. You know what I'm saying? Time to hit the reset button, start over. What do you think the commanders should do this off season? Oh man, they got a lot to do, man. Uh, as far as what though, like who they bring in as coach? Coach, where they start with a GM, rebuild the organization. Do they go quarterback? Like what? It, like what needs to be new in Washington when the season starts? Yeah, I think it's up top, man. I mean, right? Because we've been hearing for a long time just how brutal it is over there. So I think they need a complete overhaul. Yeah, I think that's the right way to go about it too. I, like I would even change the uniforms and all of that. You got to get the stink of the Dan Snyder era off the organization, you know what I'm saying? Um, Pittsburgh and Arizona this week, Ronis. Arizona's a five-and-a-half-point road on the dog. Bingo. <laughs> yeah, you got, I'm, I'm on the Cardinals here. I yeah. mean, look, here's the thing, too. is The Steelers don't blow teams out, man. No, they're not going to beat yes. by five. They ain't going to beat the five by no touchdown. Now, I will say this. The offense looked better with Matt Canada out there. They finally got 400 True. yards of offense, which they hadn't done in 58 games, which is fucking insane. Like, by accident. How do you not get 400 yards? 58 games, bro? That's insane. In today's NFL, that's wild. And Kenny Pickett still didn't throw a touchdown. <laughs> now, he did target Pat Fryermuth a lot. I know that was part of the game plan yeah. with the two-eye safeties there for Cincinnati. Uh, maybe they get Pickens going. Uh, Deontay Johnson should have had a touchdown. I don't know why they didn't challenge it. Um, but I think the Cardinals can keep this close, man. So, yeah, I agree with you. I would take the five and a half. Take that five and a half right there. Um, talk about that all season long and five and a half road dogs been covering and cashing. Maybe the most fascinating game in the one o'clock window, um, Ronis. Texans laying three and a half at home versus the Denver Broncos. To me, that I'm like, why are the Broncos getting this hook? Is this a trap? You know what I'm saying? What am I missing right here? I think this is an easy play to the Broncos. I don't know, man. Um I, I think Houston's really good. Um I think Denver's gotten 
a lot of things break right. Now, they beat the Bills and the Chiefs. Those are really good wins. I know their defense has improved. But they've also had a lot of things break right for them. The turnover differential. Um, they've had a lot of short fields. It's not an offense I feel confident is going 80 yards. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I lean the Texans here. I think this team is good. Yeah, I really and, do. And like I said, I, and I agree with, 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 uh, with Houston – I don't like backing trendy underdogs. You know what I'm saying? And I, when, when it's a, everybody is flocking to a dog, to me that scares me off. And Denver's a dog that everybody is flocking to. Whenever you, you open up and see a dog, and you automatically think, oh, this is the dog I love. And it's like, wait a minute, be careful. Why, why is, and then why is Houston sitting here with the hook? If this number don't drop to three and a half, I, I'm, I smell a rat, and I would stay away. And, that's, and this is a win for, if this is a win for Houston, it's going to be Nico Collins, Tank Dell, C.J. Stroud going crazy. Denver, so Denver, four of their last five games have been at home. So while we were while we're doing this, there was a report that Tank Dell was getting imaging on his calf, but then the reporter came out and said that he's probably going to play. So um, that would be a big loss. Tank Dell's been great, although um, I had his prop last week, over 63.5 receiving yards. He had 50 in the first half, none in the second, and if you recall, that 62-yarder that was called back because of an illegal shift, and then he had another play along the sideline that they challenged and they did not overturn. Depending on when you look at the stills, he might have gotten both feet in, but either way, he's so been that great. Play, I was on Nico Collins, so in the first half, I'm like, Jesus Christ, Collins <laughs> not going to get no work? Then in the then second half, second Collins half. went off, you know what I'm saying? I cashed Look, that prop. Think, you know what blew me it. up on that? I had a son. I had a. I, I could have hit like a, one of those eight X type props. Jonathan Taylor. I had Jonathan Taylor under seventy seven and a half, and he got it on the last his last two carries. He got over. Oh man, that is the worst. You yeah. were like, hey, you couldn't leave son, the game I was with your thumb ready to injury. Count that money, son. You know what I'm saying? Especially with this sports topia thing. I was like, oh, I need this. <laughs> <laughs> Which is never a good spot to wager from. I, I need, you know what I'm saying. But um, but yeah, that that was interesting. Um, but now they're they're a good team. They're playing well. You can't uh, you can't doubt it. But I, I would definitely. Be That's wary. a big game, man. A that is a massive game. game. Yep. That is a massive game. Playoff because, implications. Yeah, because if there's tiebreakers and those two teams are tied, you know that head to head is is really big. So. Um, right now, the Texans have the tiebreak over Denver based on the best winning percentage in conference games. So, yeah, this is this is a huge game. This could determine a playoff spot. Yep. Now, remember, Denver already has a tiebreak over Buffalo and somebody else. Yeah, they haven't. They haven't played the Colts, have they? Uh, no, Colts have a tiebreak over Denver based on best winning percentage in conference games. Well, that's right now. That obviously can change. So yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing, and. <laughs> I don't want Cleveland or Pittsburgh in the playoffs, but unfortunately, I think one is definitely getting in. Like, you can't if, – if Cleveland has Joe Flacco at quarterback, do we really want to see this team in the playoffs? No, I don't want to see Joe Flacco nowhere near the – Come it's on, It's not man. 2012, you know what You I'm think saying? he's going to – he's probably going to start this week, right, if DTR can't go? Yeah. Ugh. Which is wild. You just got to sit back and play defense in that when that happens, you know what I'm saying? But it's not going to be uh, a, a ton of offense. And Pittsburgh, how does Pittsburgh not make the playoffs at this point, bro? You you talk about getting the everything broken right for them. Home to the Cardinals. Pittsburgh home is the to five New seed right now. They're the AFC's equivalent of Dallas. Look at his schedule, bro. Home to the Cardinals. Now, we mentioned it could be close. They could lose it. They should win. Home to New England. On a prim, that's a primetime game? Oh, jeez. That's Thursday? It's a Thursday night football game oh, next week, son. Oh, damn. That is disgusting. 
take the under, whatever it is. Even if it's 24, take the under. Uh, just kidding. Now, someone will probably be like, hey, I took under 24. <laughs> uh, at the Colts, which is obviously a big game, home to the Bengals with Browning at quarterback, who they just beat. At Seattle and at Baltimore. So the last two are tough, but, I mean, th- this four-game stretch here, they could easily go 3-1. and one. Yep. They get to 10. Oh, again, and Remember, I their win total went up during the year. Remember, remember it went up from 8.5 to 9.5? What, before the year? Before the year started. I actually thought they were going to be pretty good, but I thought Kenny Pickett was going to improve, and he hasn't. He so, hasn't. I think a lot of it has been they've definitely had some luck because, again, they were outgained in almost every game this year. They've had tur- uh, turnovers. Tomlin deserves so much credit. Like, can he win coach of the year? Yeah, he can. You feel like he's probably won it a million times already, but I don't believe he's no, only he, won it I don't once. think he ever won it, right? Oh, really? He may have never won it? I think he may have I don't won think it he once. Has. Wow, that's crazy. Remember, he's always had, he's always had great teams with that's high expectations. That's true, too. Yeah, that right. Expectations was always built in. Wow, he's plus 1,200 right now. He's sixth. Dan wow. Campbell's a favorite at plus 140, and that might start to go down. D'Amico Ryan's at plus 300. He is definitely in there. Mike McDaniel, plus 500. Steichen, plus 1,000. Why about Nick Sirianni? Plus 1,000. Yeah. How does Sirianni get it, though? They had high expectations true, coming in. True, That's true, too. That's the problem with that. I think Tomlin should be higher than plus 1,200. Yeah, no, I, I think I, he's I, done one. I think he's done one of the best jobs this year. That, yeah, one of the best jobs of his career, keeping that thing together, you know what I'm saying, with, with – with, I mean, firing an offensive coordinator during the season is not something that, that's in the way that the Pittsburgh Steelers handle business, you know what I'm saying? Being able to feel like, figure out a way to will these wins. This quarterback is a backup quarterback, Ronan. Dude, he's, he's not a good quarterback. He's, he's had multiple touchdowns one game in his career. As good as he was last week, yep. he threw for like 278, no touchdowns. Yes. Now, could have had one at Deontay Johnson. Either way, still, like, he's, he's done nothing. He's not helped that team improve. No, uh-uh. They're going to have to do some soul searching with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, But here's the thing. It's so crazy, son. It's like he's like the anti-Mac Jones. You know how Mac Jones, the fans hate him and the team hate, and his teammates hate him? Yeah. Kenny Pickett teammates love him. The fans love him. They're you know what I'm why. saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. And They're by winning. the way, yeah, Tomlin has never won Coach of the Year, man. Wow, that's crazy. That's wild. It's kind of like that Nolan Ryan thing. Nolan Ryan has never won the Cy Young. Yeah, I think with Tom, again, the coach of the year is more taking a team that's not supposed to be good or coming off a bad year and exceeding expectations. Like, you know what I mean? Like Andy Reid's never getting coach of the year with the Chiefs. No. Not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. so, and same thing with uh, Shanahan and the 49ers. Like, those guys, those teams supposed to do well. You know, you look at last year, Dable, right? Giants exceeded expectations, got in the playoffs. That's how it works. So, you know, Campbell's the favorite. I think we all thought Detroit would be improved, though, right? I thought they had a legit shot to win the division this year. Yeah, I, I, I thought a little bit of it was Fugazi, but then when I saw how good the defense was playing in the beginning of the season, the defense ain't playing good no more. But in no, Detroit. it's not. It's the a defense problem. is not playing good no more. Detroit's at New Orleans this week. Um, This is interesting. Detroit could get picked off this week. I could see it. Here's the one thing. The Saints could be without their top three receivers. Alave's in concussion protocol. Rashid Shahid is basically out. Thomas is on IR. Um, Lattimore's out. They are really banged up. Really banged up. So Too many injuries. Derek Carr, Derek Carr continues to struggle in the red zone. He Jesus throws for 300 Christ. yards every week, and they can't do anything in the red zone. You're probably going to see a lot of Taysom Hill this week. 
and Jawan Johnson. The, once they get past the thirty yard line, they, once they really once they get past midfield, they should put Taysom Hill in the game, son. <laughs> well, that, and that's what they were doing, and it was working. You know, you bring Taysom in. Now, I know some people are like, oh, well, you know they're going to run. No, he passed a couple times. I kind of understood where fantasy people were the last couple years with Taysom. I actually think they're doing the right thing now. Yeah. He made a great catch downfield last week, too. No, you have like to use bad. him, son. He's, he, he's a, he's, he can do multiple things. You know what I'm saying? He's a playmaker. You have to use him. He's a football player. You get him out there, and good things happen. And they have made it, you know, they have they they they, they, they find ways to use him. You can, so you got to give him credit for that. Despite I me thinking Dennis play, Allen man. is a buffoon, I, I need a lot of it. I hope play a lot Alave plays. But yeah, dude, Jared Goff was horrendous on Thanksgiving. Tell me about it, son. Did he throw that game? Had me in some lineups. He ruined me this week. I had a bad, bad one point loss in the league that I'm in playoff contention in. And but that's so, so. That's my problem with the Saints. Like you're right. Like the Lions have been a terrible defense for the last month. But like, how, how are do the they Saints take advantage score? of it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe Kamara catches ten passes for hundred yards. That's in this game? probably going to happen. <laughs> that's probably going to happen. That's one of the places where you start your prop betting at with Alvin Kamara. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to go to over route because um he well, is they, in play. I'll tell you this though: if they, uh, I was going to say, if they get picked off, they fall to eight four. But then Green Bay has Kansas City at home on Sunday night, so not going to be a easy spot for them. What do you think about Green Bay? This Look, one, they're playing a lot better. They man. are playing better. They uh, could end up, they could end up sneaking into the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. You're completely right because Seattle is falling apart. Seattle I mean, is a disaster all of a sudden. Dude, their schedule is absolutely brutal. They're at Dallas, at San Francisco, home to the Eagles. Do you really see them winning any of those games? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Now, after that, though, at Tennessee, home to Pittsburgh, at Arizona. But – I don't know. Maybe they like beat Green the Bay after the Chiefs is the Giants, the Buccaneers, the Panthers, the Vikings, the Bears. They can win out. They absolutely can. Yeah, I think there's a good chance they get in. Um, even the Rams are alive now. Yeah, they are. I mean, Minnesota. Holy shit, Josh Dobbs. Yeah, Whoa, bro. The wheels fell off. <laughs> it turned might, midnight. <laughs> might, you might want to return to being a rocket scientist. Yeah. <laughs> holy shit, that was that was abysmal, man. And I was business. going against him, and and I, and I son, I was going against him, and I had coming into the game, I had a three point lead, and I looked at the score because I Did wasn't you watching win? that shit. So I no, he threw one the touch. fucking wait. game, son. Son, I lost he, the game one ten to one oh nine. Holy shit, for real! <laughs> yep. So that touchdown to Hawkinson killed you. <laughs> yeah, it did. That was really the difference. I actually hit a parlay on that game, a five leg parlay. Nice. Do on the Hawkinson touchdown. I had Hawkinson to get fifty yards. He finished with fifty. I had Hawkinson. That's I had. A, I did have a, a prop bet that night, and I did have Hawkinson going. Um, I had like you know some underdog shit. Whatever. DJ but. Moore was the easiest prop bet in that game. I yeah. did, I gave out on the messenger for over four and a half receptions. You could have done yard. Dude, DJ Moore with Justin Fields is putting up ridiculous numbers. They're definitely making use of him and getting him involved and, you know, I'd say uh, getting him involved in in their offense. So that was a good uh, Atlanta spot for him. But I think Justin Fields' days as a Chicago Bears starting quarterback is Yo, dude, did you see the play calling in that game was fucking atrocious. Everything was at the line of scrimmage. And then what happens when you need a play downfield in the two-minute drill? Oh, Completion to DJ Moore. Why weren't you doing that all game? I understand Minnesota blitzes a lot, but make adjustments. Like, they knew everything was at the line of scrimmage, so they were right waiting for the passes. It, it, the play calling was atrocious, man. But you're right. Uh, that, that Fields game uh, did not help him at all. Uh, two critical turnovers. 
but you're right, Green Bay absolutely is in the playoff hunt now with Seattle and Minnesota looking uh, kind of shaky here. No doubt about it. So the NFC is uh, getting worse as, as we move along. I think we just about touched on everything, uh, anything of importance, you know what I'm saying? I really don't care what goes on with the Falcons and the Jets at this point, Ronis, you know what I mean? So oh, That's going to yeah. be another abysmal game. Yep. There you go. So, my man Adam Ronis, Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive, Fantasy Foes, please continue for all the support. We thank you very much. Continue to like, rate, and review. You know what I'm saying? Nando got back, said the show is doing well. So, appreciate you. want to help you win your championships. But for my man Adam Ronis, Corey Parson, Fantasy Executive, we